Hey, girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. Ready, set. Oh, one. Wait, on three or after three? (laughs) One, two, three, clap. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. (laughs) What is up, you filthy fucking stoners? Welcome back to Two Girls, One Blunt. I am your co-host, Jamie Lee. And I'm your co-host, Emily. Last week, we talked a lot of crap about plugs fuck them um, fuck those plugs yeah exactly fuck those you don't like hoes. them get a new fucking one fuck plugs um so this week we're gonna talk we're gonna get a little deep a little serious uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about weed addictions overuse whatever you want to call it um and then its effect on mental health specifically relating to people with weed mm-hmm. my favorite things <laughs> mental health and weed <laughs> um, oh man i mean i guess we can kick it off with like how we got to be the way that we are huge stoners yeah 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 mentally ill stoners were we born that way or did we become that way baby i was born this way no my mama didn't love me now i smoke a lot of weed and go to therapy as we should we promote therapy here all right jamie hit me how'd you get started with miss ganj um okay Buckle up, guys. So when my dad died in my senior year of college, it was January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It was January 13th, so like semester started around that time. Mm -hmm. I was pretty much out for like a while. Oh, the beginning of the semester. The beginning of the semester uh, to deal with just family and the funeral. And my dad just died, so I was like, holy shit. And that's like a lot really triggering because I also had my sister pass away from like the same reason. Um my dad and sister overdosed on heroin. And so mentally I was not doing well. Um, and I was behind, I needed this class to pass. Uh, it was the last class I needed. So it was required. It was a logic math course for computer science. So what that technically means guys is like problems that you had to prove. They're like called proofs. Like why is greater than Z equals Y plus Z plus C and just my head hurts. Yeah, it hurt my brain. So I was going to class and I came in, I had missed the basics basically. And I was failing every single quiz. I was getting zeros, like not even a two or three. And I was like a very good student. I was mm-hmm. in the honors college. Like I always did well my whole life with grades. So this is the first time I am fucking doing bad. And yeah. it just didn't click. You think like a, a teacher would see that you've been out for the whole semester and be like, how can I help this student? Well, he he was. I went to every single uh, TA meeting. I went to a- after hours. Okay. I did uh, like homework groups trying to do the homework with people. It didn't matter if I was none of that. Them teaching it to me, trying to make sense to me. It didn't make sense. It didn't click. No. And I was like, so my mental health, not only knowing like I need to graduate, I had recently just lost all my scholarships as well to school. So I had to come up with a ton of money. Like I was, I was so stressed and I just think like my brain was shutting down. Like I couldn't think properly. And so I looked at the kid who was a sophomore next to me, who was like kind of my study buddy. Mm -hmm. I was like, how the fuck are you doing well with this? (laughs) Help me. Please help. And he's like, oh, I get high before every class. And I was like, I can't do that. I get high. (laughs) I know. Right. I was like, wait, you smoke before class and like the teachers they know and he's like yeah the teachers smoke weed too we're at uvm university of vermont which is like the hippie school and i was like i don't know if i can do that he's like john why don't you just try you have nothing to lose and at this point i was desperate (laughs) were you peer pressured i was peer pressured (laughs) but also i was desperate i think at this point i was like fuck like whatever Mm -hmm. um because i was pretty straight edge like i drank here and there but i wasn't like doing drugs or anything like that. So like I smoked a couple of times before, but it wasn't like consistent and I would never do it before something that was important. Okay. So that's like where I was at my stoner journey. Mm -hmm. And dude, I, we smoked, we got high before class. I walked in. I was like, yo, he knows, he knows. But we took a quiz and middle of, no, we went went over the homework the night before. And in the middle of that, I had like the Eureka moment. And I was like, I looked at my friend. I was like, yo, (laughs) I get it. It was like, a, it allowed me to see the problems and everything in a different way. It opened my mind up and I was like, holy shit. So then I started smoking before class. And when I was doing my homework, I was smoking a lot now. 
And all of a sudden my grade went from an F to a C plus. Okay. He was like, what did you do? Like the professor asked me, he's like, how did this just shift? And I was like, oh, I started getting high. <laughs> Wait, you told yeah, him? Yeah, I told my professor. And he was <laughs> like, he was, I was like, I feel like it just helped me think about the problems differently. He's like, you know what? That's a great idea. This, <laughs> the wrestlers at UVM were awesome. Oh my gosh. They were so weed That's friendly. Dope. Yeah. And I just told him and I was, and at that point I stopped because I was so paranoid. Yeah. Before class. So, yeah. And then I think from there, because I was doing better, I was able to manage my emotions and I was able to like not be stressed about my grades and just be able to finish college. Mm -hmm. And I, that was huge for my mental health. So I think that's why I, that's when I stopped smoking socially and I started smoking for myself and by myself for the first time as a medicine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might not have identified it as such. I didn't know I was doing that. I didn't understand it could yeah. be used for that. I still had that negative mm-hmm. like stigma around it. But it's cool that it was able to work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's freaking changed my mental health for sure. <laughs> um, what about you, though? How did you get into it? Um, all right. Well, I'm like the typical stoner dropout. So I started smoking with my boyfriend the summer before going into college. Ooh, sorry. And then, no, you're good. Then I went into college and he would like give me like a joint or two to last me and my friends like a couple of weeks. And then I slowly started buying and I would I would have like a plug come to the campus. He delivered. It was very nice. I loved that plug. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and soon I was buying quarters. Um, but they would last me like two weeks. So I remember when a quarter was like the biggest amount. Same. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I started to buy quarters. <laughs> We were babies. Um, And then I got very depressed. (laughs) I don't think the two are correlated, but I was very depressed. I don't know if it was like the first time living on my own-ish in school and like not having somebody over me, like a parent. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just like could not control it. And I was... You also have a lot of trauma. Let's not... Yeah. So I don't know if I like ignored it until I got out of the fight or flight situation I was in. And then in college I was like, and then it hits you (sighs) fucking full throttle. That's exactly what happened with me. Yeah. So I was super depressed and smoking was like the only way I knew that helped. And I tried to get therapy. It was really hard at my school is really hard to get medicated. Um, but I found like a therapist tried, I got like four sessions a semester. That's like all you could get, which really sucks. Yeah. One time when I was talking to her, I was telling her like how upset I was just like every day, how I felt like I couldn't exist. And she like was like, are you self-medicating with weed? And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Like you, like I've always had very negative connotations in my head about smoking like I knew people in my family smoked but I also didn't correlate it as a medicine I was just like oh they just want to have fun sometimes you know yeah, and just like chill yeah um but weed I think even though it, it was around the same time as like a really bad breakdown I feel like it also helped bring me out of it and gave me like not direction but it helped me find my path more which ended up being dropping out and working full time, which I'm not mad about. It's given me a lot of experience. So do you think that it had like a positive effect to your mental health? I would say so. Yeah. Um, There have definitely been times where I feel like I have abused it, though. (laughs) Which brings me to my next question, since we both have had good experiences for our mental health. Mm -hmm. Do you like abuse it? Are you addicted to it at this point? Yes. (laughs) Just being honest. Okay. I think there's definitely a dependency. What about the dependency though? Like how? Um, I don't know if, is it like the oral fixation of physically smoking that I like? Because that's also like a trauma thing, isn't it? Like if you're stuck in that lower like fixation, it's because you weren't like loved enough as a child. You know what I'm saying? What? I mean, I wasn't loved as a child and I definitely have oral fixation. Um, Whether it's weed, dick, who knows, but... (laughs) yeah so i don't know if it's the oral fixation or if it's just like like when i'm upset i'm smoke when i don't want to do something smoke when i want to do something smoke okay so you're using it as a way to cope yeah so do you think that i feel like we're having a therapy session right now (laughs) 
Welcome to therapy. <laughs> this is 70 bucks an hour. Honestly, I pay used to pay way too much for therapy. It was like $225. An hour? Yeah, so I got high every single time because I was like, at least I'm going to fucking enjoy this shit. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely think that I'm dependent on weed in an unhealthy way. So in the sense of it's like, I think it definitely helps my anxiety. It definitely helps mm-hmm. um, sometimes me focus or just kind of like get in a good, fun, creative mood, depending on what kind of weed I'm smoking. I agree. But I noticed, like, especially during COVID, when you and I literally quadrupled the amount we were smoking in a month, we went from so sm- fast. I went from smoking an ounce a month Same. to four ounces mm-hmm. a month. And I think because we had nothing to do and it honestly did make like quarantine better in the beginning. I felt like I enjoyed doing things. It kind of was great. It gave me a break during the day. But then it was like we got into the habit. We were going through it. Yeah. And we were also going through it, though. We were going through a lot of shit mentally. Quarantine was a lot. No. Yeah. I look back at it and I'm like, yo, I was not okay. Yeah. No, mentally we, ill. Especially, you guys have heard the mushroom story. And if you're just listening to this episode and you haven't heard our other episodes, we had a bad trip. And this was during quarantine, during our mental health crisis. Go back to episode one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> but um, I felt like, even now, so there's like times where I'm feeling like, eh, and I'm like, we could be that boost. And now there's times where. I will feel good. I'm having a good day. I'm like bright. I'm clear headed. And because I haven't smoked that day, I find myself just being like, oh, I want to smoke. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason for me to. I'm not stressed. Right. I'm actually very clear headed. I should probably run on that clear headed mm-hmm. focus that I have. But then I want to numb myself for some reason. And I don't know what it, whatever it is. And then yeah. I smoke and I end up not doing anything. And then it ends up hurting my mental health because I'm like going to the guilt yep. of me not then you get anxiety and then you Mm -hmm. procrastinate and then yeah and then it ends up being more harmful to like what i don't know so that's where i'm at now and i'm Mm -hmm. like what the fuck do i do (laughs) take a a deep breath take a deep breath don't say that we don't have those words um spoken on our podcast emily i know that should be illegal um oh god i mean there was also a point in during covid i mean covid's still going on uh unfortunately um but where we were like trying different strains, mm-hmm. trying to figure out like what would help us with what was going on in our heads that week. So like if we were cutting down and we just wanted to be awake and like be able to focus after we got off work and still have fun, we would choose sativa. Mm-hmm. If we couldn't sleep, we had insomnia, we would choose indica so we could take it at night. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get too much into strains themselves just because that shit's expensive yeah mama's on but i was i was spent i was doing strains in the beginning because i had the money so i was like all right i'll try this and then then i'll do like a quarter of this and then so i was getting like something for nighttime i was getting something for like fun creativity and then something when i that's the goal where i literally just wanted to be numb and feel Mm -hmm. nothing and i was like ah that's what i want but i think it's important to know like there are some people who smoke weed and they have bad effects like and this is why we're going to talk about it with mental health it affects everyone differently so differently. And so I think it's important to know what strains work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also be self-aware where you know if you're using it to self-medicate and it's helping. And then you're over self-medicating and it becomes a problem. Yes. And also, I think people also have to realize that sometimes weed isn't going to work for you. You know, yes, it's it, not for everybody. It's not. And that's okay. Yes. And if it's not working for you listen to your body, listen to your head and trust your gut. Yeah. And I think that's also why there's such polarizing views about weed. Like, I think there's a lot of the, I don't know, a lot of the U S at least it's a gateway drug. Yeah. It's a gateway drug. And Oh my God, you can't smoke weed and weed is going to like make you stupid. Like all those commercials yeah. growing up about like People, drugs like, slumped, slumped their, into yeah. the couch. Like that's not how we like all weed makes you unless you're smoking like the shitty shit. But um, I think because some people have had bad experience as well, they just knock it and they're like, no, weed's not good because I had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I think personal experience definitely plays into those polarized I views. I mean, I've had bad experiences with weed, like absolutely, even just flour, um, which is why, like you said, it is important to find your strain, mm-hmm. see what works for you, which is why 
being in Massachusetts with medical dispensaries is yes. great. It's legitimately a medicine yes. that you get that you can help figure out what will work for you. Yeah. So if you go, if you don't know what's going to work, don't just like order from here, plug, like go to a dispensary yeah. if you have it or visit another state and talk to them in those dispensaries so that you can get an idea of the kind of weed that you need when you go back home <laughs> where it's not legal. But they have bud tenders yeah. who literally help you with that. A bud, awesome. Like a bartender? Mm-hmm, that's what they call them. I love that. Bud tenders. So the, yeah, people can get prescribed it for anxiety, like depression, pain, mm-hmm. nausea, oh, it's cancer, great for pain. Like all so many different things and different strains based on what is in that flower affects you differently. And that's why it's important to go somebody. It's literally getting it's like getting prescribed drugs like Zoloft or Wellbutrin exactly. for anxiety. Like yep. there's specific medicines that work for you mm-hmm. and there's specific medicines that you're just like, nah, this is giving no. me the bad side effects. Yeah. No, completely. Um but you know what's also scary about like weed and mental health is that it can actually trigger like psych psychosis or schizophrenia um i think it's super important to be open with your doctors whether or not you smoke weed because if you're talking to your therapist about different uh i don't know like if you're having anxiety or you're noticing that your like brain is foggy or whatever you're going through and you're explaining that to your therapist but you're lying and not saying that you smoke weed Sometimes those might be like the weed might be triggering those in you mm-hmm. or it might be a symptom of the kind of weed that you're smoking. It can also react with the medications the medication you're taking. You're when I was prescribed my bipolar meds, I think one of the things said you couldn't smoke weed. And I was like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Guess we're not going to take that medication, doc. <laughs> so I think specifically you want to talk about if you're a weed smoker and you're mentally ill versus a weed smoker who's not mentally ill. Yeah. Like personally with um, like talking to therapists about it, there is a lot. There's like a, a disconnect between what they think about it and what we think about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's hard to talk to therapists about that. But I do th- agree that it's important to bring it up to your doctor don't hide from your doctors. Yeah. Um, try to find like positive therapists. Yes, I agree with that. And I, I specifically go after therapists that are not only spiritual, but also holistic so that they like I told my last therapist that I did a ton of ecstasy and I do shrooms and she was like, how was your come down? I was like, bro, I didn't have one. She was like sick. Then it was probably good for your depression. Like my therapist was super cool. That's awesome. I, I would, I miss her. Uh, but, um, if you're, it's like going to, uh, a gynecologist that's an old lady and doesn't understand that people are sexually active. She's going to slut shame you. It's the same shit for therapists, like making sure that you have somebody who's not going to weed and drug shame you rather than help you with the journey that you're on, making your own decisions than judging. Mm-hmm. Great. It's all about balance mm-hmm. and everything. I feel like though, because I'm mentally ill and I use it to actually medicate my highs last like way shorter than where my straight like my straight friends like my non-mentally <laughs> ill friends will smoke the same amount or they'll take like two hits and i'll smoke the whole blunt yeah. and they will be high for three hours they're fried i know they're fried and i literally 20 minutes goes by and i'm like who's ready for like round two my friend he always gets high for like six hours and he can't move and he can't do anything no matter what the strain is he just gets hit so hard and i'm like are you not mentally ill right <laughs> Like, you're just fine because I feel like highs come and go. Why do I chase them? I smoke so that I can just shut it off. I'm like, shut the fuck up to the voice inside my head. And I can just like zone out and not think. And that like, honestly, I need that. But I don't think that when people who are not mentally ill, when that happens to them, they're literally like, what's wrong? All right. So you mentioned that you had a good experience with a therapist about weed and like being honest and open with her. Mm hmm. Have you ever had a bad experience with a doctor or medical professional after being honest? Um, Because there is a stigma in the medical community. I just, I am so mentally ill that I can't deal, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with people who are going to judge me. So, like, I am really good at speaking up, like, right off the bat or, like, vetting people so that I don't get in that situation where I'm going to feel worse. It's like when you're in a toxic relationship or, like, you have a bad friendship and you're, like, you want to tell them how you feel, but then the friendship's already established. Then you're kind of, like, 
beating around the bush or like whatever. Like I have, I know guys who had dated girls and never told them they smoked weed in their whole relationship and like, like hit it. That's like basically what people do with their doctors. So for me, like I'm so straightforward. I'm literally like, Hey, I do drugs and I smoke weed and I'm mentally ill. Are you ready for this? (laughs) And are you, are you going to judge me or are you going to help me on this battle? Cause Mm -hmm. like you judging me, isn't going to change the fact that I want to do ecstasy tonight. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. Now maybe you can give me some tools to do that a little bit better. Get me to the point where I don't feel that way, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, when they do like those questionnaires at the beginning of doctor's visits, they're always like, do you smoke? I'm like, not tobacco, not nicotine. They're like, do you smoke marijuana? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. So like, I'm not super straightforward with it, but like, I love making jokes because I get awkward. <laughs> I'm like, get high every day. Like, and they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, the weed. No, I had a doctor who like told me that I had to stop being depressed by doing yoga. And I was like, What? And he was like, yeah, you smoke. So like your depression is worse. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I feel like that's, that's fake. When we were talking about being dependent, right? If I am, if I know I don't need weed in that moment and I'm only doing it because it's like a habit and I want to smoke and I do want to like kind of shut off, then it does keep you in that lower like energy state. Yes. And then it can make your depression worse. I agree. Where like, so you so, have to be self-aware. I think the self-aware, but also like knowing that it is like just, if you are using weed to self-medicate, that's not the only thing that you should be doing. Focusing on the weed can be a problem. Whereas if you kind of use it as a tool, but it's not like the only tool in your tool belt, you got like all the other stuff going on rather than like, I'm just going to sit and zone out on my phone on TikTok and scroll. I also do think if I was rich, I wouldn't give a fuck and I would smoke 24-7. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I could go like river boating high, I could jump off a plane high. I mean, I like that too. Yeah. Like going to like a museum or even like an appointment. I don't know. It just makes the experience so much more enjoyable. I feel. So let's get into like mental health effects, like specific things. Like why don't we talk about like PTSD? So like we have, Mm -hmm. we both have. PTSD or CPTSD, complex PTSD. How do you feel like, does that help your PTSD or does it make it worse? Okay, well, memory mm-hmm. with smoking and memory with PTSD is not great. I already had really bad memory problems before I started smoking because I was totally straight edge. Just because of the PTSD and trauma, it's literally a defense mechanism for your brain. Yeah, anyone listening, like if you have PTSD or you've gone through traumatic events, your brain does like shut off those memories. Mm-hmm. And so like your memory already, like my brain in order to keep me safe had me shut off those memories so that I can move forward. And so now my brain is doing the exact same thing. And my short term memory is like fucked. Even my long term memory. And we all know that smoking weed also doesn't help. Like there's that stigma of like the dumb stoner. Yeah. But also there are so many like amazing people who are stoners and are very successful. And so I think that's also more of like a societal misconception about it. Well, that's what I also wonder too, though, when you're using weed to self-medicate and that your memory is already affected to know and be aware that that may not help that memory part. So for me, um, PTSD kind of feels, it reprograms your brain, the trauma. So you think entirely differently. You feel entirely differently. Do you ever feel like it's just kind of like numb? Oh, yeah. I just shut off. Again, another like defense mechanism yeah. to keep you which, safe. But I also, because I was diagnosed bipolar, which on another story, I think I have ADHD instead of bipolar, I have very high highs. So smoking weed when I have those high highs and my brain's going crazy mm-hmm. helps me kind of shut down that and be more level. Whereas when I have those low lows and now I'm triggered and my body shuts off because I'm having like a PTSD symptom and everything, I just shut down. If I'm smoking in those periods, I'm not helping myself in that moment. Again, knowing like when it's, what it's doing for you. And I, I probably, I wouldn't even have known this or been able to have this conversation had I not have the experience of smoking weed for years to learn what works, what doesn't work. And this is also where having a good therapist or doctor who can say to you and isn't judgmental, but can say, maybe this isn't helping right now. What are other coping mechanisms you can work with to help yourself feel better? That's not turning to Mm -hmm. a a Do you ever dissociate after you smoke? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, what does dissociating feel like to you? Cause I feel like it feels different to everyone. I feel like my, dissociation is when I like smoke before bed 
And then I've scrolled TikTok. I look up at the clock and like three hours have gone by, but it literally feels like 20 minutes where I'm literally just like focusing on a point and zoning out and it's like mindless and I don't know what's happening. But then I'll also like wake up with like 20 Reese's rappers like in my bed around me and I'm like, where did, how did this happen? <laughs> Who did Because it? I don't remember like, it just feels like I'm not in reality at that point. Okay, I can identify with the definitely not being in reality because I feel like when I dissociate, it's very much like I'm I am in a skin suit. Yes, and I, nothing's real. Nothing is real. It's all a, like we're a simulation. In a simulation. <laughs> For me, I really think we're in like a dollhouse kind yes. of world, and there's just it's just playing with us. Well, it's I think it's <laughs> like you think ants, right? We're so big to them, and they have their own little like universe to them. They don't even understand or comprehend where yeah. we're at. And it's like, as you grow, like there's different universes and different universes that get bigger. That's why I think we're all just the universe experiencing ourselves in different levels. Mm -hmm. But dissociating definitely brings that out, brings a lot, which can cause, can like put you into psychosis. Things that where you're like, reality is not happening. Weed can definitely trigger that stuff. PTSD, I feel like you're very on edge. I'm very like jumpy. Especially if you're not, I feel like I'm personally self-aware with my trauma to the point where I psychoanalyze everything I do, every action I do, things that I say, like you hear it. I self, I like explain things out loud to and you that's all that's a trauma response. And it's a trauma mm-hmm. response. But I, so for me, I feel like I stop myself from it getting too bad ever because I'm paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine if I was just like not self-aware and like walking through the world and like the trauma and everything yeah. was just hitting me and then like not knowing what was going on, like where I would be at. No, I know. I mentioned I think it was the last episode or the episode before about the shrooms, how I can snap myself out. I'm very self-aware and that I'm like, okay, you're fine. It's going to be okay. That's crazy. I don't know how the fuck you do that. Shit. So <laughs> do you ever like, do you have anxiety? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have anxiety too. Does weed help you with anxiety or hurt you with anxiety? Cause people have both. It always helps me. It never hurts me. You've never had like a a terrified episode? No, never. The only time I had a weird, crazy episode where I was weed was when I got high the first time and I definitely saw like some demon child and like, which I have like paranormal stuff happen to me. So like, maybe you would have seen it regardless. So people might be like, oh, you're, I don't know, like hallucinating or whatever because you smoked. But I I genuinely think I just like am more susceptible to those energies Mm -hmm. in general. But, um, Anytime, like going out in public high, love it. Meeting people's parents high, love it. I love all of it. All of it. Like I don't get scared. If anything, I actually feel more at ease. Like mm-hmm. people think I'm like super confident and outgoing and I can talk to everyone. It's That's a symptom of social anxiety. So when I show up high and I'm like chill and quiet, everyone's like, you're not talking as much. Like, are you okay? And I'm literally like, no, honestly, I'm just on cloud nine. I'm enjoying this. Like I'm not overthinking that I feel like I have to like prove myself, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm always just constantly like vibrating with anxiety and weed just lowers the levels. Like, it's like you're turning down the volume. Mm-hmm. Was that a TikTok? You're turning down the volume on your anxiety. Literally. If you made that TikTok, I'm sorry. I'll credit you if I can find you. <laughs> Someone said it, but it's true. That's how it feels. For me, I was in, so I've constantly been living in a flight or fight response for literally the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going through Reiki and not only therapy and everything like that and being medicated and whatever, but Reiki to try to heal that. I'm bipolar, so I'm up and down. And then I picked a job after college of being in sales. Oh, and sales so, is so tough with your anxi- with anxiety. Yeah, just so sales general. was so up and down. So not only was I just in general a person who was unstable, then I made my environment and everything that was like my safety and security with money an else unstable environment. Uh, that would throw me into very bad mental places at times. Like I was my, my manager was like, Jamie, you're so talented and like, you're so good at your job, but you're, you're crazy. Like you're literally <laughs> all over the place. Like he didn't say like that. He's like, but you need to get you need to handle this. He's like, I like you and I'm going to like keep you in this job. But other people would fire you for how like, yeah, because one day I would come in, I'd be manic and I'd be like selling everything in the next like three days. I'd be like dead and not be able to like function. Oh, wow. I never never got described like that, but I I, my anxiety definitely showed through in a sales environment where I was described as frazzled. See, I was never stable. I was unpredictable and there was no way to tell mm-hmm. when I was going to be on or off. And it all depended mm-hmm. with, did I get that sale? Did someone cancel? Then that would literally 
trigger me and throw me into like a anxiety fit or I was angry or like whatever. So I would literally leave work and go in my car and like go for a ride and smoke a bowl and come back and I'd come back high as fuck and I would just sit in my office and I'd be like, all right, let's make some sales calls and go. (laughs) And my, my manager would look at me and they, both of my managers and the boss, they all knew I was high. They were, oh, shit. they were like, you're lucky you're good at your fucking job because you smell like weed. You come in like you have weed, but it makes you good at your fucking job. So we're not saying shit because sales sales managers, they only care if you're making the money. Yeah, that's true. So they knew that I would I literally the day that office got shut down and they were let go. Uh, my manager came up and he goes, you were high every single day, weren't you? And I was like, oh, yeah. That's so funny. I don't smoke like before work or during work and he would still smell it on me. Oh, because our shit like, smells like weed. In an environment of I think, weed. like, the body odor I give off is, like, <laughs> a little bit of flowers, a little bit of deodorant, a lot of weed. I love how we're, like, flour, and people are, like, skunk. So you smell like shit, Jamie. Well, they just haven't had good weed. Exactly. Weed smells good. I don't care what anybody says. I agree. I agree. <laughs> is that well, just because I'm a stoner? Yes. Yes. I think with anxiety, too, anxiety is a symptom of ADHD, and... We were doing a lot of research before this to figure out kind of exactly what goes on with weed and certain um, like mental illnesses. And apparently, like studies have shown that CBD and THC have reducing um, anxiety, reducing and antidepressive benefits. Maybe we just smoke CBD, making it an option for ADHD treatment. Yeah, I have a, a pen that I'm starting to do that instead of nicotine so that I can like get the oral fixation. But it's CBD. There we go. Um but yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was, su- I definitely have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that that was helping, helping those symptoms for me. So like there was that story that we watched on TikTok. Oh yeah. Her diagnosis with ADHD. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, all right. So it was like this woman and she was successful, right? Like she was doing well in life, but she was feeling depressed and yeah, and she was talking to her therapist. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I want to stop. I think she was successful. And then, but she still wasn't at like in a, a place where she wanted to be. So she's okay. like, I think weed is holding me back from my potential. Mm-hmm. So I want to stop. Okay. And then the the therapist was like, well, why did you start smoking weed? Yep. And she would, thank you credit down below she she was like it feels like they're turning the dial lower and i can just focus i slow down which with adhd and anxiety being symptomatic kind of sort of interlocked all sort of the same thing like anxiety Da, 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 da. Yeah, ADHD, you're up here. Da, 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 da. Your level is up here. You're so high. And I think she said, too, people around her were like, wow, they described her as too much, which I think anyone who has is bipolar or ADHD or anything like that, you're known as the people with a lot of energy. You're a lot to handle. And when you smoke or if you're on like Adderall, you're kind of brought to that level place where people mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, you're manageable now. Thanks. I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me. Assholes. <laughs> but then, so she was like, it brought me back to my normal level. And the therapist was like, well, it sounds like you have ADHD and the weed is actually being, helping you be productive. Like you started smoking to help alleviate those symptoms and it helped. Yeah. So why would you stop smoking? And if you do want to stop smoking in general, just for, and you want to try medication instead, like that's an option. Oh, but yeah. that's how she found out she had ADHD was by Telling her therapist, again, being open with her therapist about weed. I'll smoke weed, baby. Yeah. I think, too, um, if anyone is anxious when they – I forgot to mention this. If anyone's anxious while they're on uh, – while they smoked weed or they get paranoid or what people call green, like if you have black peppercorn and you, like, crush it up and you sniff it or, like – and then you have lemons or lemon juice and you, like, chew on the lemon, whatever – chemicals are in those mm-hmm. interact with chemicals in your brain and those help alleviate that anxiety like paranoia that you get from smoking really weed. i was like looking up how people deal with that mm-hmm. and people everyone mentioned that i've never heard of that oh that's awesome but it's I good to know that either um that's our, our weed tip of the week i know <laughs> but for some people and especially if you're you know neurodivergent 
It's shown to improve symptoms of ADHD by increasing the disposal of dopamine. So it gives you more of the good stuff. And it gives you more of the good stuff. I love that. I love that too. Um, I think that when you have ADHD, like you have those increased emotions. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like rejection sensitive dysphoria. People with ADHD like feel and look into situations and things like a lot more. There's also a lot of irritability that I found with ADHD. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's like ADHD can be good, but it definitely is. It's a disability. It's a mental yeah. illness. Um, so there are negatives to it, of course. Um, and I think one of them is that. Like the, you have so many emotions that, especially with ADHD, it's like your thoughts are going crazy. So you can't process things. Everything's it, so fast. It's so fast and it's hard to process and understand what's going on and take it all in and really like be present. And I think when you smoke weed and you have ADHD, you're able to be way more grounded. I agree. No, I've I've been told so many times that I'm like not in the moment because I'm I can't stop. Yeah. And it's my ADHD and my anxiety just working together to make a fun little cocktail. <laughs> and smoking weed helps me slow down, which is just be present. Understand yeah. what you're doing. Process your emotions. Mm-hmm. I, I literally think, and this is as crazy as it sounds, like drugs have helped me process my emotions because I was so unstable before, especially before I started taking like a hold of my mental health that for the first time I was able to like sit and be like, oh, this like I'm going to start thinking and going off while I'm high about why things are the way they are in the world and my brain. I think drugs are great for mental health personally. <laughs> to an extent. I'm not a mental health specialist, though, so just somebody who's addicted. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer, we are drug users. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, neurotypical people versus neurodivergent. We did talk a little bit about mentally ill versus non-mentally ill, but um, neurodivergent is when you're it's when typically when you have ADHD, like your brain thinks in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have like kind of like one specific process. A neurotypical person thinks in a specific way and things are kind of like easier. I know. (laughs) What is that? We're neurodivergent. Um, And so when you're smoking and you are neurotypical, it's like an average person without ADHD, Mm -hmm. you might think that weed decreases your focus. Yes. It causes you to be all over the place and be like, what is going on? Whereas studies have shown that it does not have the same effect on a neurodivergent person. Mm-hmm. It actually helps them increase their focus. I always feel focused when I smoke. Me too. I feel like I can sit there and concentrate and just like zone in on something for the first time and not be overwhelmed by all the noise outside. I agree. Now, when we get blazed, like, yeah, we can still get fucked up. But like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's definitely a way to lose focus. Even yeah, if you're neurodivergent. absolutely. Um, um, do you smoke before you do chores? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like cleaning. I never understood it. So my mom would always <laughs> my mom is all has borderline personality disorder, too. So she has like those phases where she's like in the zone and then not. But the days that she was cleaning the house and I came home, there was dinner cooked. This is very rare. Dinner cooked. The house was clean. There was music. I was like, Mom, like you're in a good mood. Like the house is clean. Like things have gotten done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And she's like, oh, I smoked a doobie. I had a beer. I'm putting the music on and I'm just feeling my way. Like my mom would get high and she would focus for the first time and be able to just like get everything done that she hasn't gotten done. I never understood that. I never put two and two together until I was an adult and I started doing the same shit. And I was like, am I my mother? (laughs) This is also why I have my trauma. (laughs) But it definitely helps. I love smoking before doing chores. Why? I think it's because I... I can focus because if I like if I haven't taken my Adderall or smoked and I try to do stuff, I'll leave stuff open ended. Oh, my God. Yes. And then there's just like a dust pile here, like clothes on my bed, like dishes in the sink. But I like if we smoke, I feel like I can just systematically approach everything and head it in a way that actually is efficient and makes sense. Wait, that makes so much sense because I didn't smoke all day and then I went food shopping and I sat in my car before I came in to bring the food. You and I, I just like took a couple of hits mm-hmm. of like a J that was left over in my car. And then I came in and then I literally put all the food away. I meal prepped. Bop, 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 bop. I did. I cooked the meal for the first time. I haven't cooked literally in a year. <laughs> and so I cooked a meal 
went to the store, came back, saw my brother. We set up for this. Here we are. I'm in like a great mood. And I was like, yo, that weed definitely just helped me. Okay. Got you over the hump. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of getting over humps, <laughs> can we talk about something funny? En- enough of this shit. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like that. I don't know like if you guys like the serious stuff or the funny stuff or whatever, but keep us updated. We definitely want to hear what you think of each episode. Um, yes. Please let us know. DM us. Comments. So, leave a review. All right. We're going to get into our weekly stony baloney nonsense. Daily so, stony baloney nonsense. I'll ask you a question, Emily. Okay. This is where we do like challenges, questions, whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. And I think, you know, setting up this podcast, our brain is all over the place, too. So questions are easier. (laughs) Mm. It brings about a good discussion, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of good discussion. Oh, great. Would you rather find out the love of your life is a serial killer and has killed 10 women or you accidentally kill someone and have to frame the love of your life? (laughs) The silence. That's a good question, right? Okay. He killed 10 people or I kill someone and blame it on him. But you don't, he's not a serial killer, so you're blaming literally a good person, the love of your life, and you don't want to go down for it. But- I feel like it would be better if he was a serial killer because then I would be able to get over him. I'd be like, you're disgusting. Get away from me. So you care more about getting over him than the 10 verse 1 person dying? Oh, shit. They'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the question gets you. Yeah. 10 people for your innocence. There's always going to be a serial killer. Or one person and you're an asshole and frame the love of your life. Um, It's a hard question. I'd probably want to be the... I think I'd go with the serial killer. Okay. You selfish Um, bitch. I know. Those poor families, those 10 women... That's really sad. I know. But hey, at least it means you wouldn't frame somebody. So check exactly for that. Morality. Yeah. I would feel good. Yeah. Um, okay. What will always be funny to you? Like if you think of like one thing that just I'm like old Greg. Really? That is I love that video. <laughs> Do you love me? Could you learn to love me? Are you playing love games? <laughs> Wanna see my man Jana? <laughs> <laughs> I love this that like video. He's under. He's like, you want to see my undercarriage? He's like, you want to go to a club where people weigh on each other? <laughs> I, I think we need to watch that after the podcast. I think we need to too. I love old Greg. I love old Greg. Muffins. I've like, only ever of- seen him when you showed me this year. Oh my god! I showed Emily old Greg for the first time. It was so funny. I literally was like, I'm old Greg, and I would say, it and you literally like, I don't get it. And yeah, I was like, no. you have to watch this. And I put it on, and you literally were like. Jamie, at first you were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And And then I got really into it. I was like, you just need to keep watching. And then for like the next two weeks, whenever anyone came over, I was like, have you you seen old Greg? Greg? (laughs) You realize that this was like my middle school, like old Greg, shoes, all of those. Um, Okay. Wait, mine is, what's the one with the guy who's on shrooms and it's like a video? Oh, not my chair, not my problem. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that will always. I can't think of anything right now. But I know like, not my turn. The seashell no, I... pro- party, something like that. <laughs> I like lighthouses. Like I, feel, I just, I loved a it. guy trapped himself in a closet. I don't know what this is called. And there's a I lizard no clue. guy. Wait, is it something about a cup? Oh, uh, fuck! It's I on the tip of my tongue. I know. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, he was in like a closet on shrooms and somebody just recorded him in the audio. It's so funny. And then somebody animated something to go along with what he's saying. Cause it's like he's saying like phrases. Yeah. So they it's you have to watch it. Go find it. Yeah. It's so good. Maybe we'll add it in the description or whatever. We should. Everyone should be able to laugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you rather participate in a nursing home orgy? So all the old people right now. Or have a video of you in, a, in an orgy with the hottest people go viral? Um, how old am I? Right now, this week, oh. you either have to fuck 20 <laughs> old people in a nursing home. And nobody would find out. No one finds out, but you let all those old men fuck you, the creepy old men. And the woman, I don't even know. Or you fuck all these super hot people. Yeah. 
<clears throat> you have an orgy, so you might really actually enjoy that one, uh-huh. but everyone knows and it goes viral. I would have to go for the orgy. The nursing home orgy? No. Oh, the one that goes viral. I was like, you are an old lady. That makes sense. It does make sense, but I don't fuck old people. So you would rather go viral? Yeah. Your boss finds out. That's okay. Your nieces find it. Why are you on Pornhub? <laughs> She's not. They're going to grow up one day and their kids and their people in their school are going to be like, did you see your cousin getting fucked by 10 people? Well, I hope they're like, yeah, Auntie Mimi looked really hot. <laughs> yeah, her tits are on point. Also, they wouldn't watch that. You Literally, my brother and sister texted me. Oh, God. Actually, never mind. I'm not going to say oh, this. God. Wait, tell me after Someone, <laughs> an adult in our life. They found, they posted like nudes on a website and they were like selling adult pictures. And so they showed me the pictures of this person in our family. I was like, yeah, like nudes. And I was like, whoa, didn't want to see that. But like at the same time, you kind of were like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I would rather go viral. That's, you know, whoever has to see it, that's on them. Yeah, I don't think I would participate in a nursing home orgy. No, thank you. Unless they were all like hot old people. I could I would still fuck a 65-year-old man if he was hot. There's some th- some I could think of right now. <laughs> think of like famous people that are like old. I guess they're not nursing George home Clooney. old. Yeah, but he's not in a nursing home. Never mind. These are people who like need help. So never mind. Wait, he's like 40. <laughs> Anyways. Um Okay. A stranger is inhabiting your body for the day. What are three tips you would give them? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Advice on how to be Jamie. On how to be me? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of how to take care of my body. Like, I, mean, I guess I- you could include that too. Um. Okay. <laughs> when you feel... Any sort of instability, which is probably every 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Meditate and put on frequencies. Okay. It's a great way to get grounded. Okay. Is that all three tips? No, that's my one That's tip. one. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in the little chest in my room, in a, <laughs> in a box that looks like it's my LED lights, is all my drugs. Use choose them wisely. <laughs> There's something in my eye, and I want to cry. Um, and then, hmm, these are good tips. These are good tips. Um, how to be Jamie? There's so many things I could say. I know. That's why I had to limit it to three. Fuck shower i probably haven't showered in a couple days take a shower <laughs> hey, Harley. Well, great way to start the day and somebody else is doing it besides me so it's a good it's a good i day. like that for me i'd have to go with um make sure you um scrub the legs because if you don't scrub the legs and the toes i i, I feel like i would feel dirty and they would wonder why their skin is crawling but it's really just my skin crawling you know Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, That's definitely... Emily's a clean freak. Um, Two, drink water and eat. Otherwise, you'll get migraines, and then you'll be pissed, and it's like, fuck, you just spent a day in a body. We have to spend the day in a dark room. That's boring. <laughs> Advice you should take yourself. <laughs> Don't at me like that. I spent every day in this body. <laughs> I'm tired sometimes. Exactly. And three, just ignore the family members who text... <laughs> Just ignore them. Ignore dad. Just ignore everybody. Okay. If someone offered you $3 million for a quarter pound of your flesh. <laughs> How like, much is like that? Like sliced in everything. Like a deli slice or a quarter pound. It's what, like this? Sliced out thin. Okay. Just a hunk. Okay. They get to decide where the hunk is taken out of. Fuck no. Three mil. Fuck no. What if it's like out of your face, bitch? That's not worth three million. If it's out of a thigh, hell yeah. Yeah. I guess I would have to ask them where they intended on taking the hunk out. What's of. the other? What's the other what? Oh, it's just would I do that? Yeah, just what you do. I'm just curious. For three mil, nah, bitch. I'm gonna make that in the next five years. I got it. <laughs> this body is a temple. I would do it to my thigh. 
See, I have more faith in myself making that money. Like, that's just, like, the person I am. Actually, I wouldn't do it, no. So there's not a lot that I would do for a big sum of money, I feel like. Because I feel like I'm the world's abundant. I get money elsewhere. That's true. A a quarter pound of flesh? Mm. All right, here's one for you. (laughs) Would you rather have all your future partners cheat on you? Mm Mm-hmm. Or get shot in both kneecaps (laughs) right now, but always have a faithful partner? (laughs) (laughs) Um... I take a shot right now. <laughs> you would get shot in the kneecaps right now. This is how much we want love. <laughs> I think I'd rather get shot in the kneecaps. You know, I was thinking that, but then I was like, "Are there ways around the rule? Like, what if we cheat on each other together? What if we're swingers?" Okay, so you could have a threesome and it'd be okay. I was just thinking, like, strictly, you are faithful, and they fuck somebody else, and that's not. I you know. I don't you even know want to saying. think about it. It makes me sad. But getting kneecaps. shot in the kneecaps. What if you couldn't walk again? You're like, but my husband loves me. Then I would get carried everywhere, as I should be anyways. Oh, man. I don't know. I trust in my kneecaps' ability to regenerate. I don't. My knees are shot. These heifers have been around for a while. I couldn't walk, and I tore my LCL, and I I don't wish that on anyone. It's not easy. I don't want to hear about knee injuries. I've hurt mine too much. Actually, I could get prosthetic legs and then just have a good boyfriend. Who, like, loves me for me. Fuck yeah. Shoot me now, bitch. Let's go. Right? I don't want to be cheated on again. That shit hurts. <laughs> I've been cheat. I've had all my past partners cheat on me, so I already know what that's like, and it hurts. Exactly. So just take the, the quick pain. This but I am grateful for having long. legs right now. Yeah. So then I'm like, you know, maybe I could get through it and toughen up. I could. I'm a tough bitch. And then I would just go on to live my dream, which is live like the Golden Girls. Yeah. So, like... Emily wants to be a golden girl. Fuck a future partner then. Yeah, exactly. I have my kneecaps, bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> getting shot. Oh, like getting shot would be hard. Yeah, I've never been shot. You'd also have the PTSD of getting shot anytime you heard something. There's a lot that comes with that. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we do center romantic love too much in our society. I think I was like, our trauma is literally telling us we would get shot in kneecaps right now (laughs) to avoid that trauma. Guys, welcome to our episode on (laughs) mental health. (laughs) We're fucked. (laughs) Should we get high? I think so. All right. Let's. Jesus. Do you have one more question? Um, I no no no. I just wanted to you know touch base. We already gave them a, a weed tip of the week, but do you have any weed wisdom for them? One I think, last. I just think the self awareness is key. Recognize your triggers. Recognize why you're doing what you're doing. Recognize like the habits that you have, and then you're going to be so much more successful in all aspects dealing with your mental health. And it's going to make smoking weed a cool thing, not a not a. And guys, being self-aware is cool. Like, yeah, being every aspect of your life. When a guy is self-aware, aspect. someone's like, oh, emotionally, this is why I'm traumatic, and this is what I do to fix it. And what I'm, I do to fix and it. And I'm like, oh, say it again. Because the first step to fixing any problem is recognizing, recognizing there is a problem. The problem. So if you're watching this or you're listening right now and you don't think you're dependent, I want you to write out a list. <laughs> Of all the people you're dependent to, because oh. baby, it's a long one. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, thanks so much for tuning in this mm-hmm. week. You can find us at sweet. Two Girls One Blunt. It's B L underscore N T on all platforms. Yep. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube. our podcast. podcast. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, Instagram. And uh, I want you guys to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts, please. Let us what you know what you think. Five stars. Um, but yeah, we, it would help us be found by other filthy fucking stoners like you guys. So thanks so much for tuning in to episode three. Thanks guys. Smoke with you next Tuesday. See ya. Peace out bitches.